Hi there, members, visitors, and friends. Welcome to And the Church Say, a podcast where we discuss issues and insights on how the body and the members can interact in ways that promote spiritual, mental, emotional, and relational well-being. I am Dr. Monique Smith-Gatson, your host for this podcast. I am a licensed clinician. However, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We encourage you to engage in your own personal counseling. So come on in and take a seat on any few you choose. We hope your time here will leave you declaring a hearty and resounding amen. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I am going to talk a little bit more on the topic from last week. I talked about what does this mean, referring to Pentecost. And I referenced Acts, um, the second chapter, the 12th verse. Um, and you can listen to that episode. That's just 126 for a review. If you are curious about what I spoke on previously to lead into what I am sharing on today. So again, I'm going to remind you, I'm not a theologian. I've had some classes in theology and my integrative training, but I'm not a theologian. But as I said last week, such as what has been given to me is what I am assigned to give to others. And so my mandate has been in that area of emotional and relational well-being and development. And as I've said before, I do believe that these are areas that um, this is an area where discipleship should take place. These are areas, this relational and emotional development and well-being. These are places where discipleship takes place or it should take place if it's not already. So when I think of the body of Christ, there is an interdependency among the members. And this is beautifully depicted in 1 Corinthians 12. I'm not going to read that today. I'll probably end up touching on that another time for another episode. So right now you can just read that passage for yourself and you will just get the beautiful picture of how the body is to interact one with another, how the members are to engage one with another. But today, I just want us to ponder on a thought that is found in Luke 24, verses 48 through 49. And I'm just going to read those verses really quickly here in our reading, okay? So this is Luke 24, verses 48 and 49. You are witnesses of these things. And look, I am sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Again, that's Luke 24, verses 48 and 49. Now, of course, I read in the middle of a passage And previously, what had taken place is that the disciples had this uh, realization that Jesus really did, you know, he he really did um, die on the cross, which they had witnessed. And he had risen three days later, just as he promised. And they had witnessed that. So they were dealing with the reality that 
Jesus really is alive. He's right here with us. As a matter of fact, Jesus was speaking with them as he said these particular words to them that I have read to you. So when I think about the church and being witnesses, it is so interesting to me that this instruction that was given to the disciples was to stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. So literally dwell there until. And I sat and I thought about that. And I think that there is wisdom right there. There's wisdom for us teaching us to dwell until. Now, we know, like I read last week about Pentecost and they were in the temple and the Holy Spirit had fallen upon them. And that's exactly what they are, how they are instructed. They said, to, to stay in the city until you are empowered from on high, on high from the Holy Spirit. Now, as I said last week, there is much apathy toward the church. And again, some of it is definitely warranted. And I believe personal opinion here that some of it is um, just her being steadfast and her being unmovable concerning the word of God. And that offends some that the word of God is offensive. It is. Um, they feel, there are some that feel like it is unloving because she might not align with their desires or their understandings. So that's a different area. I think it's one that we also have to consider, but it's also different. Okay. So there is some apathy because I'm not hearing what I want to hear or getting what I want. And then there is some apathy due to um, some serious abuse and hurt that the church has inflicted upon others. Nevertheless, there is much to pray about as we seek to be witnesses for Jesus as the church. We need to seek wisdom and understanding and strategy. How do we witness? as the church. So I think about this in this area, again, that I've been assigned and asked to steward, this area of emotional, relational, mental well-being and development. And I tend to think that we forget that relationships have a skill component to them. <laughs> like we literally can learn skills on how to be more effective in our relationships, developing relationships, maintaining relationships, you know, deepening relationships. There are skills that we can learn. And I think we, we don't think about that. Like, oh yeah, we just think relationships happen, but there are actual skills that we can learn that can help us to enhance our relationship development. Um, I think because so many people are legitimately hurting for various reasons and various traumas, that there is a wisdom in our staying or tarrying or waiting or dwelling until, just depends on what translation you read, but there is a wisdom for us to stay until. 
So what does this until look like? I think once we are discipled on how to build relationships with those who are hurting, we need to consider how do we do this? How do we build the relationships with those who are hurting? How do we disciple to build relationships with those who are hurting? We are asked to go out to the uttermost parts. And so our hope is and our prayers are that we are drawing people and not driving people further away from the church. So when I think about what does this look like? What does this until, waiting until, what does this look like from where I sit as one who stewards emotional and mental well-being? And again, I have always looked at this as a means of discipleship. So what does this look like? So I have just a few pointers I want to share with you, and then I'm done for today. I do believe that there needs to be discipleship around how to relate to those who have been hurt and traumatized. I just don't think we should send everybody out to do this work. <laughs> and I also don't believe that we should send everybody out to do this work without proper discipleship. So maybe we as witnesses, we need to wait until, number one, we have been taught how to handle those who have been hurt. Because if you see someone who is hurting, we don't just like rush up on them, right? Unless, you know, it's like a serious injury or accident, then maybe we do. But typically we just don't like rush up on people. We, we kind of, you know, start saying, hi, you know, can I, can I help you? Are you, are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you? There needs to be like assurances established. I'm not here to harm you. I just, I want to see, is there anything I can do to help you? Safety and securities need to be felt. Relationships need to be developed. I just think it is unwise for us to rush in and do all the things with a person until we understand that person's lived experiences. We shouldn't go in thinking we have all of the answers. So I think we need to be taught how to handle and to relate to those who have been hurt. Number two, I also think that we should wait until we assess our own wounds and our emotional wellness before we attempt to rush in and do the work with others. Because see, if we do not attend to our own emotional needs and health, we won't be able to effectively meet another person in healthy ways in their place of need. We won't, we will not, we won't, period. I know we think so. We kind of have this definition in our minds of you know, what health is and how we are doing it is right, but I'm telling you, nope, 
We don't do this well at all. Not effectively and not in healthy ways because we will project, we will minimize, we will intellectualize. And because we are members of the body of Christ, the church, we will definitely spiritualize. In other words, we will find ourselves overlooking and bypassing the pain of others because we are uncomfortable, although we try to convince ourselves otherwise, but we are uncomfortable with not only their emotional wounds, but probably our own as well. Yeah. We should wait until we heal our wounds and attend to our own emotional wellness. And number three, I think we should wait until the Holy Spirit is allowed to guide us and instruct us in truth. We need to be discipled. We need to be equipped. Church and spiritual leaders need to recognize how to send people out, not only for evangelizing, but also for edifying. How can we build others up if we do not know how? How can we build others up if we might be tearing them down? Maybe even inadvertently, but we still could potentially be tearing others out. We have to know how to build others up. And again, we got to attend to our own stuff to be able to know how to do that well. We are to be equipped for the work of the ministry, according to Ephesians 4.12. And so as I ponder, what does this mean to wait until we are empowered from on high? I think churches have to be more intentional in teaching and discipling in the area of developing relationships and assessing relational skills. And then we need to teach them. We are to equip for the work of the ministry. So as I close, I ask us to consider waiting until the Holy Spirit affirms that we are ready to relate to those who have been hurt emotionally and spiritually, psychologically, and in some cases, even physically. If we are going to be those who witness through a corrective emotional experience, we need to understand what this requires of us. And we need to understand how to do this. And the church needs to consider how to prepare for such a call to those who have been hurt. So, you have heard my call. 
to consider what does this mean? Wait, what will be your response? And the church said.